Hey guys, and welcome to episode 19 of the Low Key Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Justin's. Justin's creates a nut butter that's organic, rich, and creamy. With flavors like honey, hazelnut, vanilla, and my personal favorite, chocolate. And for all of you people with a sweet tooth, they have peanut butter cups that you cannot resist. So go to go visit Justin's on their website or Instagram and get yourself some tasty treats. Now with further ado, Cassie Hathaway with Kasami's. It's nice, it's easy, it's low-key. Let's go. Hello guys, and welcome to another episode of Low Key. I am here with Cassie Hathaway of Kasami's Sandwiches. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. How are you enjoying this weather, or if you're not? Um, <laughs> I'm okay with it. I don't drink coffee, which you're drinking now, so yeah. that doesn't really help me at all, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I do drink a lot of hot chocolate with whipped cream. I'm like a four-year-old. I like uh, hot chocolate with whipped cream, so, but it's not bad. I do like sweater weather, so I yeah. can handle it. It's nice. Any um, any ugly sweaters that you're looking forward to wearing? No, not this year. I passed on all the ugly sweater parties <laughs> this year. Nope, not. I had enough last year. I borrowed one of mom's last year, and it was quite awful, so. Yeah. Jingle bells all over it. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Um, any excitement for the Christmas season or any Christmas exciting <clears throat> traditions that you're looking forward to? Um, I'm kind of a Scrooge when it comes to, like, the commercial part of Christmas. Like, I don't mm-hmm. do Christmas trees. I don't decorate. Yeah. Which, as you can see, neither do my parents. Um, <laughs> we, my mom and dad have a fiber optic tree. I guess that's our tradition that we just plug in. Is that, like, one of the fig trees? <clears throat> or the what? The fig trees? Oh, yeah. It's, okay. like, three feet tall, and it's literally just fiber optic strands that you plug in, and it kind of lights up. Oh, wow. That's that's as much as we do for Christmas. So, I hate traffic. Um oh, yeah. I like just Disgusting. I just don't like I do love like my the company that I work for full time. We do we sponsor families every year at Christmas. So I love that. That's something that I look forward to every year cuz we get to deliver the presents and meet the families and see who we're helping. Um so I, that part I absolutely love and I can't wait to do that, but Yeah, that's the, cool. The main commercial part of Christmas I'm not overly excited about or get into. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they all, everyone calls me a Scrooge, which I'm okay with it. I, I do the Christmas <laughs> part when it counts. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so you run Kasami's. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the baker co-owner. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the story of Kasami's and um, how it came to be sure. Kasami's? Um, so David, who also owns Kasami's with me, um, he was up late one night, and we had cookies in the house and coconut ice cream in the house, and he decided to put them together one night. And the next morning came in. He's like, I have this genius idea. Um, Mom and Dad already had the third Cool Ray Coffee Cafe, so they already had the truck. Mm-hmm. And I've always baked for them. Um, I did a maple baked cupcake that won Best Dessert a couple years ago in one of the oh, food truck festivals. Man. So I always loved cooking and baking, and I'd always made ice cream. I've always made cookies, and so he's like, what if we try this? So I just started playing the recipes. We started just coming up with things that we knew we liked as combinations. Um, 
and he came up, my name is Cassie, and mm. then I always call, ice, I, I call sandwiches Sammy's, and so it kind of just ran together, Cassammy's, which we talked, no one really never knows how to say it, but it's Cassammy's, <laughs> um, and so we just kind of ran with it, and thankfully mom and dad already had the coffee truck, so they let us utilize that to make them and to sell them, and um, so it's it's my company, it's our company, but thankfully we have a food truck to sell them on. Um, so that's kind of how it all got started. And our first couple flavors, um, I think was the mint chocolate chip, which I have fresh mint that I use from my garden. Um, and that's more seasonal. So we do that spring, early summer, the banana walnut, um, which is banana walnut ice cream with a chocolate chip cookie, which tastes kind of like chunky monkey. Mm. Um, and then the peanut butter, which peanut butter ice cream and dark chocolate. So those are our first three staples. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then we've kind of built from there. Cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. I'm eating, um, is this a pumpkin it's one? It's a pumpkin cheesecake, yeah. It is fantastic. With a snickerdoodle cookie. So is this like a seasonal? Yeah. We do that for the fall. So oh, we nice. have some, um, like the mint chocolate chips, you know, spring, summer. Um, the strawberry with a dark chocolate, I call it my chocolate covered strawberry. Oh my gosh. Um, it's summer, but the beginning of the summer, this last year, we bought fresh strawberries from the farmer's market. And this year, I'm planning on going to the farm itself and buying a bunch from them. You, This strawberry ice cream is just such a vibrant reddish-pink color. And the mm-hmm. flavor, I mean, you could smell the strawberries from a distance. I mean, it was unbelievable. That's probably my favorite one, because that's another seasonal. And then in the fall, we do the pumpkin cheesecake and um, a peppermint ice cream with a dark chocolate cookie. Wow. That is... That is amazing. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun <laughs> tasting them. Yeah. I would bet. Like, I'd be in heaven, like, doing that all the time. But I wouldn't know how to personally, like, make, yeah. create, and yeah. stuff like that. And we've had some that haven't worked. I mean, stuff that you think are going to be good combinations that you're just like, eh. You know, oatmeal cookies don't freeze as well. Like, just, yeah. I mean, not they freeze fine, but texture-wise, you, know, you there's been a few of those. It's like, eh, that didn't really work, and... A few ice creams that I did a s'mores a few years ago that I thought would be good, but I just need, you know, you just kind of have to practice a lot. So the people at my full-time job get to be my test dummies often. (laughs) I'm like, what do you think about this? Does this need more or less of this? And this year for Eat Street, we did a, because I did the maple bacon cupcakes a few years ago, I thought we'll do it in ice cream sandwich form. So I did a... um, Maple bourbon ice cream hmm. um, with a bacon chocolate chip cookie. So it was pretty good. Wow. Yeah. But that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I, I thought it needed a little more bourbon, but everyone else was like, eh, <laughs> it tastes just enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where do you where do you get your ingredients from? Or um, I anything of like the strawberries, the mint, either the mint I grow myself. Um, That's we awesome. try to do a lot of stuff from, um, farmer market, you know, farmer's market, seasonal type things we try to do when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then good old Sam's. We have, um, there is a company or a, a local farmer here that we've talked about possibly starting to get our milk from just cause it does make it a little creamier, just makes the ice cream just add it a little bit richer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, we're still kind of in the beginning phases of trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. I mean, this was mm. only our second summer. We started doing it March of 2015. Um, so that was kind of, this year we kind of got more into a groove. So this year it's going to be more, now that we've kind of got some of the company built up, coming March, April, I'll get to experiment more with um, more local ingredients and spending a little extra money, a little extra time 
now that I kind of have the business started and people know who yeah. we are, that I can kind of play with it a little bit more. So you, you, you've only been around for like a year. Yeah. But how long, how long have you been doing the process before that previously? Um, I mean, I have, I mean, we pretty much started selling them two weeks after we came up with the idea. I mean, I started. That's crazy. <laughs> but I just, but it's just something I've always done. I mean, the mint chocolate chip ice cream, I've made that for a few years just for fun. Um, there's another ice cream that I'm not sure would work in an ice cream sandwich form, but I have a um, roasted sweet corn ice cream Whoa. with a raspberry swirl. It sounds weird, but it's delicious. Um, so I've done that a few times in the past. I mean, I just love baking and cooking, and I've done it since I can remember. I mean, just it's something. I have a giant baking cookbook that my goal was at one point to cook every, bake everything that was in it. I mean, it's just something that I love to do, and I've always done it. So mm. I have a album on my Facebook page of when I do all these crazy, um, baking adventures, I post them and, and, but the ice cream sandwiches themselves, it was like, we did it. I made them and we sold them like literally two or three weeks later. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> you, your ice cream, you make it yourself. I do. Everything's from scratch. The ice cream and the cookies, everything's from scratch. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, like, is it, is it a hard process, like, making ice cream um, yourself? Or? I would like to say it is so other people don't do it, um, <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it's just, I I have a big commercial ice cream machine that we plug in that um, turns them pretty quickly. Um, you know, each ice cream itself is a little bit different depending on the ingredients. Um, like, the strawberries becomes a little bit of an icier texture, so I have to just change the process of how I, how I mix it and how much cream I use. Um, to just make it a little creamier. And then um, the banana walnut, the bananas kind of become their own form of the ice cream, so you don't have to use as much cream. So, I mean, it's just all experimental. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, again, I probably shouldn't say it's as easy as it is, but um, I think because I've done it so long, just baking and, and playing with recipes, yeah, it's not that difficult for me. Um, so, no, it's, it's more time-consuming because it's a process. Yeah. But um, it's not it's not difficult. The yeah. cookies, that's quite the process because that's a tiny oven in there to make as many cookies as I have to have. But um, the good thing is is you freeze them anyway. So I just freeze them in batches and then put them together right before and um, and then we're done. Yeah, I've been I've been terrible. Like I'm a terrible baker. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've tried to make cookies before and they just get burned every time. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, like. Maybe I'll talk to, like, my friends or a girl that I'm like, you could bake this for me. Yeah. Please. You know, um, ice cream, I've tried to make it homemade. It's just a long time. Yeah. In my arm. Like, I did the, the crank. The crank, and, yeah. The, crank, the old school was, crank. That was yeah. so difficult. Like, yeah. my arm was so sore. I'm just like, we got to take turns, guys. Yeah. And yeah. I, maybe that's why I like making ice cream so much, because that was something that I always did with my mom's family. I mean, every time we got together in the spring and summer... Um, I, mean, I have members, memories of my grandfather who's since passed, but the, we would have the crank machine and all the grandkids would take turns sitting on the towels and the blankets on top of it while he cranked it. Cause I don't know if it really helped, but he told us the more weight that was on top of it, the easier it was to crank. Yeah. Um, and so we just did that. We always, I mean, that was vanilla ice cream, but it was always just vanilla. You mm. added stuff that was just sinful. I mean, it was just homemade vanilla ice cream and we still have it with my family. We still have it every 4th of July and, you know, holidays and, um, I mean, it's just something I've always, of course, I love eating ice cream. Who doesn't love eating ice cream? Yeah. Um, and then just getting to make it myself and play with ingredients and how it turns out and how it works. And 
then mixing those flavors with cookies and trying to figure out the best options for that because you know you want the cookies to overpower the ice cream and yeah you know back and forth so but I've got some good solid cookie recipes that have worked quite a bit for a lot of our different varieties and then I have to come up with stuff that's popular like funfetti like the birthday cake flavors are real popular right now yeah so i had that this summer which of course is one of my favorites so that was an easy oh i have to make that okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've had that at uh i've had like birthday cake yeah. flavor like mm-hmm. at brahms and yeah. stuff so but yeah that was pretty good yeah yeah that one's kind of <clears> cheating <throat> it's really vanilla ice cream when you just add powdered cake batter to it is all really? it is yeah i didn't know that yeah it's pretty easy i shouldn't give my recipe secrets again but anyone can look that don't up. don't take that note guys don't take that to know um what makes you passionate and motivated to do this um you know i i've just like i said i've always loved cooking and baking i mean i remember you know after school coming home in middle school and but it was before cooking channels were on, but it was, there was this show called Great Chefs and Great Cities, and I watched it every day after school. I mean, mm. most seventh graders aren't probably watching cooking shows. Yeah. Um, I was a latchkey kid, so my parents would have me cook dinner. Um, I'd make desserts, and I just, I just remember always doing it. And so it's just one of those, it's a stress release for me. I love it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I there's even after a hard day of work, if I had to come home and I have to come over here and make stuff or just for fun bake things, as stressful as I seem, it's still just that relaxing, I'm creating something, mm-hmm. um, I love it, of course, I love the end result, I love tasting, I love dessert, <laughs> I love eating it, um, and I love making people happy, I mean, my love language is serving, and so, like, making someone else happy, and, like, serving them, and helping them, even if it's just through an ice cream sandwich, or, you know, it just, mm-hmm. and that sounds silly, but I just love, we're really bad about watching someone they like buy one and we kind of like peek out the window to see if they're enjoying it. <laughs> like, can you tell if they like it? You know, you get the head nod or, yeah. you know, when you watch them and that's what keeps me going. I just love knowing that other people are enjoying something that I've created. Hmm. That's awesome. That's, that's a great mindset to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what is your favorite like cookie that you've made or some favorites that you made? Maybe top three, top five. Oh, man. Just one. Is that um, a hard thing? <clears throat> my favorite go-to cookie is probably the dark chocolate cookie that goes with the chocolate-covered strawberry, the peanut butter. We do the peppermint with it, the mint chocolate chip. The cookie itself is just, I love dark chocolate, and I use real dark cocoa in it. Mm. And then I use dark chocolate, um, bittersweet chocolate in for the melted in it. Um, it's just got such a good texture and flavor. That's my absolute favorite. Um, my favorite ice cream by itself is probably the mint chocolate chip. I love mint chocolate chip ice cream, but having that fresh mint yeah. just takes it to a different place. And it's funny because a lot of people that like mint chocolate chip ice, or don't, a lot of people that don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream love it because it's not that artificial flavor. It's just like that real fresh, especially in the summer, it's just like a real refreshing flavor. Yeah. Um, it's hard because every time I eat one, I'm like, oh, I think this one's my favorite. You know, like, but it's the chocolate covered strawberry, especially with the fresh strawberries, is probably my go to if I had it. Um, I forgot there was another one that we did. I just have so many. A lemon cookie with a bourbon blueberry cheesecake. You can see my bourbon theme here, um, <laughs> which I don't even like bourbon on its own, but something with flavors, you know, adding it. The lemon cookie was really good with the cheesecake and the blueberry. Um, that so. sounds fantastic. There's not many I don't like. Yeah. Um, 
I don't love peanut butter in desserts, so that's probably my least favorite, but I will still eat the entire thing. It's not that yeah. I don't like it. It's just not my go-to. Um, but yeah, there's not many that I that I don't enjoy. Hmm. But strawberry, strawberry is always my, one of my favorite fruits, and so I think adding chocolate to any anything like that um, makes it delicious. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being a micro-business owner... Um, in the, what, what would you say about like the opportunity in the city of Tulsa? Do you think it's hard to make a micro business or would you say, is it easier than most cities? Um, I mean, I don't know if you've lived in any other cities. Unfortunately, not unfortunately. I love Tulsa. I've lived here my entire life. Um, you know, I think Tulsa has really grown. I mean, as everyone can see in local supporting local businesses, um, Mm -hmm. You know, growing up here, you always had a few restaurants here and there, and you know the Taco Buenos and the you know. But seeing some of the some of the um, restaurants that have gone in, obviously the food truck industry has grown substantially in the last couple of years. Getting to know a lot of those people and seeing their passion for it, and seeing the food that's taken off, and see how people get passionate about getting to try new things, um, I think it's been fantastic. Um, you know, I, I'm fairly new to it still. I mean, I've worked on mom and dad's truck, the quarry truck, since they've started. You know, I've always helped them. Um, and I, I've loved see loved seeing how big events have continued to grow mm-hmm. and seeing that people are willing to take a chance and come out and try things that, you know, they wouldn't be able to go to, you know, regularly. You know, that they're willing to come out. Um, I've got a lot of good um, feedback. I mean, our first... The big event we did Eat Street two years ago, we won Best Dessert, which I was very proud of yeah. um, for someone who was just starting out. It was our first big event, and um, I think the opportunity is there. I think um, we kind of started, We, you know, we Kitchen 66, I think, is an amazing opportunity for a lot of companies. Um, you know, we worked with them. We got accepted into the program, but um, I know my dad touched on it last week, but just what we needed, they didn't have. But I think that that's that's something that's huge for the industry, for a city like Tulsa, that's allow- mm-hmm. allowing people who are passionate about food and getting their stuff to the masses. I think it's an aw- awesome opportunity. So I think Tulsa's done a lot to help promote entrepreneurs and the food industry and just small business owners in general. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty pleased with the support. And even the other food trucks. I mean, Masa, love those guys. And they threaten me that if any, my parents are at any event, if I don't have Kasamis, they're going to come after me. Um, <laughs> so the, the local support, I mean, just the other food truck vendors um, have been incredible and have been very supportive. Even the people that you would consider, not really competitors because we're all friends, but, you know, competitors, they're very encouraging and yeah. you know, they're willing to talk to you about anything and help you. And um, I've been pretty pleased with how Tulsa... Um, business owners and the Tulsa patrons have accepted what I do, what my parents have done, and what other people in Tulsa are trying to get done. I mean, do you see the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely, I think, because I originally grew up in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. and coming from there where there's a bunch of chains and not a lot of mom and pop stuff, but coming here and seeing it the past five years living here, seeing it grow Mm -hmm. and seeing the community and like the food industry the coffee industry mm-hmm. and and the beer industry mm-hmm. or just alcohol yeah. in general. Yeah. It's just really cool to see the community grow and it's just becoming more local and local businesses and unique stuff. So yeah. like Kasami's. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, I just think it's interesting and, and to see everything like pop up, but mm-hmm. like how tight knit the community is, yeah. and see that it's growing, um, not at a bad pace. Yeah, but. and like I said, and not in a competitive. I mean, competitive enough that um, it it makes businesses thrive. But everyone here is. I think it's you know we're not quite south, but we're kind of in the South Midwest. I think it's our personalities too, and our our willingness to love on each other and support each other and make sure that everyone is successful. I think that's what sets Tulsa apart too from other, you know, mid to large cities when they're trying to do stuff like this is because I think we're very supportive and for the most part, you know, want to see everyone succeed. Yeah. And that's really cool. So would you have any advice to anybody that would want to be in a micro business or do this as a hobby or, or anything else? Um, just be prepared for hobby-wise that um, it's long hours. I mean, I do have a full-time job, and then I do this weekends and nights. Um, I think it's something that, you know, if you're passionate about it, don't be afraid to just try it. I mean, thankfully, I had my parents' food truck that I could sell off of, so I didn't have a huge investment in it. Um, But also just don't forget where your passion came from. I mean, because it does Mm -hmm. get stressful. And it does get um, scary at times because you do invest something. And then we've had events where we've shown up and no one's bought a single thing. Then you've had events where you sell out in two hours and you're frustrated that you didn't make more. Um, But I think just understanding why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, it's not always just about what money you can make from. I mean, that's obviously I'd love to be a millionaire making Kasamis. But (laughs) um, I just, like I said, I love... I love seeing people's reactions and and if you love doing what you're doing and you're serving your community and you're doing what you should be doing in life, then go for it. I mean, it's, it's hard work. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I think it's something that if you're passionate about or even have a little bit of passion and it's just something you want to try something different, mm-hmm. you know, can't be afraid to fail because the more you fail, sometimes the more you learn and then you can move on with life and try something new and be successful or not yeah that's very true now we were talking earlier mm-hmm. and i, I kind of heard you're a dog advocate <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um can you tell us like a little bit about that mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> just some stories you've 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 done or when you've rescued a dog sure. or something like that uh, yes, I'm the crazy dog lady um, <laughs> most of my friends now know if they have found a dog or they see a dog they usually call me Um, so we have four dogs, technically. The first one, I was a dummy and I was young and I bought from a breeder, which I won't do again. Love him to to death. Um, two dogs I've actually found that were in my neighborhood as strays and tried to get them both adopted and fell in love. So kept them. And then we, um, foster dogs as well, which is an amazing opportunity, especially for someone who maybe want a dog, but don't want that long-term commitment, which is awful. That sounds fostering is the most amazing thing I've, I've done. Um, we had about 12 dogs in about a 14 to 15 month period and the Mm. last foster we fell in love with. But, you know, people ask me, how do you foster? How do you not fall in love with all of them? And I do, I fall Mm. in love with every one of them and I cry every time they leave. But I just think to myself, I'm saving a dog's life. Yeah. This dog may not have made it or may not have been adopted if they didn't have the opportunity to be in a home, um, learn manners, learn how to be around other dogs and be around people. And we've had quite a few that have come in very shy um, I'm a pit bull lover, um, which mm-hmm. some of the rescues know that. So they kind of sucker me into fostering pit bulls. Um, 
there's a great, I mean, there's so many amazing rescues in Tulsa and they all do such amazing things. The one that I'm probably the closest tied to is uh, Route 66 and the people that run that, they're just the most unbelievable people. And they would, yeah. there was a dog in the, in the news not too long ago that had a, I think it was a Cheeto puff, like container like you get at Sam stuck on its head and had been for days so it wasn't eating or drinking Whoa. and but it was scared of them so it took yeah. them days to catch this dog and they didn't give up and it's now in this loving home and um they're just incredible people and then we also transport dogs so that's also an opportunity if people can't have dogs or you mm. know they're interested in helping um there's in Oklahoma people aren't as educated as they should be about spay and neutering yeah. and so there's just a lot of strays and a lot of dogs that aren't taken care of and in the north, they have much stricter rules. Um, so they go to Minnesota, Wisconsin. We've had a dog fly to Idaho um, that we fostered. So we help transport. We drive Joplin every couple months and take a few dogs um, so they can go on, you know, to find amazing homes outside of Oklahoma. That's um, yeah. So I love dogs. I love. Um, I laughed because earlier I said I like dogs more than people I just (laughs) (laughs) I like being able to you know speak for them because they can't speak for themselves and Mm -hmm. um, I do anything I can to to help a dog and I have a problem especially with pit bulls I want to shove my face in all of them and hug them and kiss them and probably do more than I should (laughs) um but it's just something I another thing that I'm passionate about I, I just I love animals I love dogs and any way that I can help them or save a life or make one a little bit better I do it, so. That's really So cool. don't call me. I mean, you could, but if you have five, a loose dog, I'm usually the one that someone calls, but I have a lot of connections. <laughs> or if you need a dog, let me know, and I can hook, hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's funny. Oh, that's, that's funny. Um, at least you're not the crazy cat lady. I'm that's not the what, crazy cat yeah, lady. I'm allergic better. to cats. I mean, I've saved a few cats, but uh, I mainly... I feel like cats kind of take care of themselves. Oh, yeah. They, they roam around, <laughs> yeah. and they're cool, and they're fine. Yeah, and they don't so, really need people. They're kind of like, yeah, kind of just away. like, yeah, get away I, I got this. Give me food yeah. here and there. So, get away from me. Dogs are a little more needy, so yeah. I feel like I should help them a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what what are some flavors you have right now um, for the winter? And then, like, what do you normally do, seasonal and stuff like that? Yeah, um, we're kind of done for the winter, um, mainly because we're off of the Cool Ray truck, and they're kind of um, shutting down. We all kind of need a break sometimes. Um, but my winter fall is the pumpkin cheesecake, uh, peppermint, dark chocolate. Um, oh, what was the other one we just did? My mind goes blank half the time. We did the s'mores. That's kind of a more fall flavor. It's a summer fall. Hmm. Um, what we'll do in March... The mint chocolate chip, um, banana walnut is probably, that's when we won the best dessert for it. That's, that's kind of a staple at every event. Um, weirdly enough, the first year we didn't do the plain Jane, which is just vanilla ice cream and chocolate chip cookie. People always asked for it. So like, okay, I might as well. And I sell out of that one every time. Dang. It's like, really? All these awesome flavors and you just want vanilla ice cream? But that's what, that's what people want. Um, the lemon blueberry is something we do summer. Funfetti can be really any time of year. The birthday cake one. Um, I should have brought a list of all my ice cream sandwiches. I just there's so many. We're gonna. I'm gonna attempt. I don't know how it's gonna go, but a peanut butter and jelly one. Ooh, I'm gonna try to figure out um, how to combine those and which should be the ice cream and which should be the cookie. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I like to I like to have some fun flavors and yeah, because um, people are like, huh? Yeah, how's that possible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the maple bacon with the bourbon ice cream that went over well. Um, I think I kind of missed the bacon craze. And I think people still like bacon, but I think people have tried enough bacon and random things at this point. Yeah, that that one might be retired after the, my attempt this year. Um, we've done a wine. We did a wine event a few last summer and I did a Chardonnay ice cream Whoa. Um, that I'm not a wine drinker so I didn't like it but the wine people loved it thought it was incredible so I just try to if we, we do different events I try to do something we did a strawberry we did a um, last summer a herb festival so I did the mint chocolate chip obviously and then I did a stri- strawberry basil ice cream nice. um, then again it was good wasn't my favorite but it sold people liked it I did it with the lemon cookie um so pretty, I mean, and people can custom order. I mean, I've had people say, hey, can you do this? And I attempt it and I try it and it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, so I do, we do catering so I can do birthday parties and all that stuff. So if people have specific flavors they're looking for, I'm always willing to try something new. That's mm. how the fun fetty. I liked birthday cake, but a lady from my work wanted it. And so I was like, you know, I could try to do that as an ice cream sandwich. And it was super successful. Yeah. So, um I'm always open to people suggesting things to me. I tried, I did the the pumpkin cheesecake. I tried an apple, like an apple pie type. Ooh. And the apples just, they freeze kind of weird. They get a little crunchy. So I had to ixnay that until I have time to try it again. This year, this time of year is when I start trying to do more testing. Because mm-hmm. I don't have big events that I don't have to be preparing stuff for the events. Yeah. So this is when I just sit in my own kitchen and just play with flavors. And play with ice creams and see what works and what doesn't work. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you need another test, yeah. just let me know. Just let me know. <laughs> deal. <laughs> deal. <laughs> so, is there any like kooky names that you came up with before Kasami's? No, or? that okay. was it. I mean, okay. it was um, David. That was his brainchild too. I mean, he came up with the um, with the idea, and then it was just like, and it's because I. I say Sammy's when I'm talking about ice cream. Not I keep saying ice cream. When I talk about any kind of sandwich, when it's from Bad Santa, the guy asked for Sammy's, um, and so it just kind of worked. He's like, "Hey, your first name and Sammy just kind of works together." Yeah. He keeps saying, "Maybe we should change it," and I'm like, "But because it's hard, you know, people don't know how to say it." But I'm like, "People don't know how to say sriracha. People don't know how to say Worcestershire. You know, it's like yeah. everyone says things differently. That's kind of." the fun and the beauty behind it yeah potato potato yeah exactly <laughs> so i was like yeah i'm fine with people not always pronouncing it the right way it gives yeah. me opportunity to talk to them and explain who i am and what the name is and what's the story behind it a little bit so kind of makes it fun for me that's really cool yeah yeah so where where can people find you connect or sure um we sell off of the cool ray truck um but again you can do custom orders um we're on facebook at Casamis. i'm on twitter um, you can custom order, um, through messenger or, you know, again, you can call the cool truck and see what events are, follow them on Facebook. But we always try to announce what events we're going to be with them okay. and where we're going to be selling. And I usually try to announce the flavors too. Um, and then I do custom orders. Um, and I'm usually pretty flexible about working with people on delivery. And I had one guy who ordered a bunch and had me deliver them to some of his clients. I had these little coolers. And they had some client meetings. Um, so it's a really fun thing for businesses. You know, instead of delivering mm. a box of cookies, I show up with a styrofoam container of ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. Um, I catered a big event um, a couple weeks ago. I guess it's been a month or so ago now. 
um, for a business. They did employee appreciation lunch and just ordered 200 and they just were able to Whoa. come and get them. So any, 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 I'm pretty flexible. I mean, I'm pretty open to helping people if they want a Kasami, get, get it to the masses as quickly as, <laughs> as I can. Um, but yeah, they can order them through Facebook or they can find me on Twitter as well. All right, cool. So can you tell me like, you, you told me a little bit that there's a story behind your logo. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me the story behind your logo? Sure. So um, I also love the 50s and 60s. I swear if I wasn't born in the 80s that I should have been born in the 50s and 60s. So the retro vibe I love. And um, there's a wonderful artist that actually works with me full-time. At my full-time job, her name is Christina Armanderas, and she's just unbelievable. So I told her my idea, and I was like, this is kind of what I want. I want kind of like a 50s girl that kind of maybe looks a little bit like me, but, you know, something. And she just free-handed the drawing. I mean, she did the most incredible job, and um, she played with different fonts to kind of get that retro look. Hmm. And um, she just created it, like, on the spot. And, you know, we've we've played with red lips, because I wear red lipstick all the time, red lipstick or just black and white. But she, I mean, just created this perfect symbol of what I would imagine me as a housewife in the 50s or 60s (laughs) because you know it goes along with cooking and being in the kitchen and and that's kind of cliche and people may hate me that but I just love it I just love that vibe and I've always said too if we were to get our own truck I'd want kind of like that 50s or 60s um you know retro vibe so she she was spot on so now she gets free Kasamis for life she wouldn't let me pay her so anytime she comes to a event or she's definitely my one of my test dummies um she gets Freak Sammy's for life. So she's a pretty incredible artist. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Christina. <laughs> Thanks for ha- for being on yeah, so the no Loki podcast. But yeah, so I'll talk to you later. Okay. See you later. Thank so, you. Peace out, guys. Bye. <laughs> hey guys, want to thank you again for listening to the Loki podcast. If you're a consistent listener of the podcast, go subscribe to us on iTunes, write a review, um, go give us a rating on iTunes. Um, Also, go like our Facebook and go follow us on Instagram to see what we're doing. Check out our website. There's some bios of former guests that are on there that you could go check out. But I also want to thank Kasami's for sitting down and talking to us and being able to share her story. Go like her on Facebook. Go check her out and follow her on Twitter. And go look at the events they're doing with Cool Ray Cafe. And maybe you could order some Kasamis at some point. But, yeah, I want to thank Kasamis for the opportunity to sit down and talk with her. And thank you guys again for listening. So, keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low-key.